Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. When I teach people how to date and make connections, whether that be in business or in love, because I do straddle both worlds, I always say it's not about what you know, but it's how you make someone feel. And that is where attraction, and this is what I see all the time, you know, and really making connections, meaningful connections when that happens. And too many times than not, the biggest mistake I see people make when I'm coaching them in the field is that most people engage in these like superficial and factual conversations rather than sharing personal experiences, telling stories, using emotion to elicit a more meaningful interaction. So in the end, conversations just die and no connection is made. And here's the bigger thing. I see how a lot of you spend so much time focusing on your list checking it twice and pre-qualifying your date and worrying about who you are attracted to or who you'll turn it on to or off to distracted about the past and looking for signs to see if the person you are talking to will hurt you, that you lose the connection. You lose what is right in front of you. And then in essence, you're losing the opportunity to possibly meet someone great. I mean, dating is networking. It's just like business. And that is the name of the game. I'll never forget. This is a couple of years ago. I was coaching this woman and she flew in from San Francisco and we walked into the bar. It sounds like a joke, but actually, no, we walked into this bar and there were only three people there. Right. And so she looks at me and she said, Kim, let's go. I mean, there's no one here. I said, excuse me. There's actually three people here. There was the bartender. There was one guy that had kind of this weird shirt on and this woman who looked like she was half asleep in the corner. She said, Kim, really? I said, oh yeah, really? There are three people here. Let's make the best of it. So we sat down and we started talking to the bartender. And again, I was just working on the connection and creating a good conversation and having fun. Now, as we're doing this, we're having a grand old time, we're laughing. The guy with the shirt, um, actually my, my client thought it looked like the Where's Waldo shirt, so she would call him Where's Waldo started smiling at us and laughing kind of with us. And so he started talking to us across the way. Now he was married and he starts, you know, kind of chiming in on our conversation. And then he proceeds to talk about his wife and how in love he is with his wife. And he told us the story of how they met. And now I see my client is getting kind of soft and teary-eyed. And she's like, oh my God, this Where's Waldo guy is such a good guy. So he comes over to us, he buys us some wine, and we have this amazing conversation. Because we worked on those connections that with just him, letting go of any preconceived notions about who was in the room, we really made a meaningful connection. So in the middle of the conversation, I said to him, you know, you're such a great guy. I don't know. My friend here is visiting from San Francisco. Do you happen to have any friends up in the Bay Area? He goes, you know what? That's so funny that you say that. My very best friend lives in San Francisco. And this whole time I'm thinking, 
I wonder if she's single because I think he would really like you. I said, well, you guys should like, you know, exchange numbers. So they exchange numbers. Do you know my client ends up going out with that guy and they dated for a very long time. That is the power of networking. That is the power of building relationships. The more you hone in on staying present and really working at that, you will meet somebody eventually. You'll meet someone great. And I have someone with me today who is an amazing connector and leader who has built his business and relationships around strengthening connections. It's a specialty. He is an entrepreneur and industry leader. His book, Nice Guys Finish First, is a number one ranked Amazon bestseller, which is about making people a priority over products, putting the client experience at the top of the list, and valuing relationships over technology. I love that. He specializes in teaching others the how-tos of building relationships and strengthening connections, As a podcast host of The Nice Guys on Business, I actually just went on. We had a great time. He he has badass people on there. He's interviewed Gary Vee, Ariana Huffington, John Maxwell, and then there's me. (laughs) I don't know how I fit in, and also a lot of celebs. Doug is a nationally recognized speaker, writer, founder of the Turnkey Podcast Company, providing podcast production. So anyone interested in that, he definitely is the person to really talk about this stuff, editing and launch services. His Nice Guy podcast, check this out, with over a thousand episodes has been downloaded 3.2 million times in more than 175 countries. Oh gosh, I'm hoping I can at least put a little dent in those numbers for you, Doug. Sam, are you there? I am here. Wow. Welcome. And that that intro was written exactly, or read exactly as my mom had written it. So thank you. <laughs> it was really good. Did I read it okay? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. I, that was, that was perfect. Well read. Well done. I, I botched your, your, uh, your, um, your introduction on, on my show, but my, my fans are very forgiving. <laughs> they <will allow> me <laughs> I can pretty much do and say anything on my show and they keep coming back. You know what? I just think they like to watch a, a good shit show rolling downhill. So Thank you for bringing some class to my show, The Nice Guys on Business Podcast. No, you know why, Doug? It's because you're so darn relatable. And this is what I'm talking about here. You know, you are, you're the real deal. And I told you this when I went on your podcast, you just know how to make people feel comfortable. And those relationships, like, it's just what you said. You could say the dumbest thing in your mind on your podcast and people will still love you. Yeah, well, I figure I could be somebody else, but as Oscar Wilde says, there everybody else is taken. So I said, I'll just I'll just be myself. It's the best way. And you know what? I don't have to remember any lies that I have or any kind of attitude or anything that I've done if I if I'm not being true to myself. So that's the only person I know how to be, and and uh, that seems to be ha, have been working for me my entire life. So I'm just going to continue it. Well, you you definitely have that going on. I actually don't really know too much about your backstory. I mean, I started getting to know a little more personal stuff about your relationships, which we can also dive into here when I went on your podcast. But how did you kind of dive into the whole, I mean, you were a DJ too. Like we didn't even mention the fact that you're a badass DJ as well at the new media summit. Um, How did you kind of 
go in this direction with podcasting and, and do all this? Well, when I, I reinvented my career after spending 30 years as a bar mitzvah MC at 2100 plus <laughs> of these gigs under my belt, I felt like, you know, there was only so many more times I could be as a 50 year old, be on the uh, dance floor doing the cha-cha slide or the booty call or the, whatever it was at the time. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, what could I do with, what is like my next step? So I saw this guy speak. His name is Ryan Estes. I encourage you if you haven't seen him or know about him, he would be a great guest for your show too. Great connector, Ooh. Ryan. And asked us. He um, he was speaking at a, a National Association for Catering Executives event in, in event in Chicago, and I think this was in 2013. Um, and I saw him. It wasn't what he said, but it was how he was saying it. That I ran up to him at the very end of his thing, and I said, "Hey, uh, Ryan, can you share with me how you became a professional speaker?" He gave me that information. I got in touch with the speaking coach. It would ended up turning out into a great relationship that I had with Jane Atkinson, his coach, who introduced me to another thing called a book that I needed to write. <laughs> so I wrote a book and the and the podcast was actually a way to promote my my book. So I turned a speaking, writing, consulting business into a podcast production business because I so freaking enjoyed this podcasting space. I could actually talk and enjoy five days a week. We do our show now and we were doing I was doing one blog a week you know, five or 700 words. And I was agonizing on that Monday night before the Tuesday morning at seven, it had to come out. I'm like, oh shit, I can't do this blog anymore. And podcasting was a great replacement and so easy because as you can tell, I just like to talk. I don't shut up very much. So <laughs> that's where I'm coming from. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, but how did you then kind of specialize in, you know, putting relationships over products and, and you know, kind of angling things at that standpoint? Well, I discovered really early on in my um, in my DJ career that it mm -hmm. wasn't the guy that actually knew how to play the best music at the right time for the right crowd to get a dance floor going. I realized that that the four hours of the party was such a minor part of the actual entire um, situation. It was really the year and a half to two years that these clients would hire me. And, and I would hold their hand through this entire process. And everybody mm -hmm. was getting so lost in the, they'd go to these trade shows, these DJ trade shows, and they'd be in the, in the gear room and they'd be buying tech and equipment and all this stuff to make it sound really good. And I'm like, you know, they would, they would brag about having 60,000 songs in their database. And they'd say, how many do you have? I said, I don't know, but I have at least the 60 that my client is going to want as, as of the day of the party, mm. because I've built a relationship with them over the last year and a half. So the difference, the, the thing that really made the different, the, the, the factor that was the huge factor for me in building my business was I built the relationship with my clients from the day that they hired me till the day that they, that we did their event. And then the day of their event, I actually just fulfilled the obligation that I had promised them for the last year and a half or two years of building that relationship. And that's the reason why in the market that I was in, where the typical DJ was getting three to $500 to do an event. I was getting five to $7,000 to do that same event. And they would look up at me and they were like, how do you, how do you even do that? And I'm like, wow. because I built a relationship and you can charge anybody, anything that you want when you build a relationship, business relationship with them. But you know, I actually want to tie this into dating because the same rule applies. I, I tell people this all the time and whether I'm working with someone in the dating space or the business space, it's not, again, what you know, it's how somebody you know, perceives you, feels around you and likes you. That likability factor is so mm -hmm. huge. And, huge. you know, I think that 
a lot of the stuff that you're talking about really could apply to dating and relationships. Like, do you have a system that you teach people? Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you asked me that because, you know, it's funny because I was just thinking about it. I wasn't applying it to personal relationships, but it's such, it's so easily to, it's so easy to apply. So the book, Nice Guys Finished First was written from a business perspective about how Mm -hmm. I built my DJ business to, to transition into this career reinvention. But I share in that something I call the nice guy 30. It's five points that if you just do them routinely over a 30 day period, period of time that you will win more business than you will lose. And those five points, they can apply to the dating world. Number one, return your phone calls. How, how often, you know, is that, that's a pretty easy one, right? So return your phone calls, return any social media um, engagement that you get. So return your phone calls, return your social media, uh, be on time every time. So how well does that apply to the personal world too? You know, mm-hmm. um, reach out, reach, um, stop over promising and under delivering, meaning actually do what you say that you're going to do. And the final one is reach out to at least two people that you that you have experienced business with in the past that you haven't communicated with in the last 30 days and just build a relationship just by saying, hi, hope you're doing well. So those five things could easily apply to the personal world as opposed to the business world and, and have the same end results, which is no matter where you go and what you do, it's going to benefit you because you've done those five things. I love that. Now, now here's a question because this is something that I see happen all the time with people. So they'll maybe do a couple of these steps, you know, but well, (laughs) here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is something called ghosting. Yeah. You know, out there and not everybody responds to everybody. And it is different than way back in the bar mitzvah days when people didn't have social media and all that stuff. So how do you, or what would you suggest people do so that they don't take it personally or, you know, feel rejected and, you know, and have people keep going so they don't give up? Well, here's the deal. I mean, it really is, has nothing to do with their behavior and everything to do with yours. Somebody Mm. that's going to ghost you is going to ghost you anyway, because that's just their personality. That's the type of person they feel like they're valid. They're, they're okay to do that. So unless you're somebody that you really aren't and make up, you know, put on a face or you're not being genuine or, or, you know, you're not being truthful to that person, then they're going to ghost you anyway. So all you can do is control your behavior. So I would encourage people just to do what they're going to do anyway, knowing that the law of, of, of averages and the law of attraction is going to get you more than more as you give out that too. So being truthful on time, relatable relationship, stop over promising and under delivering. If you do that, you will eventually find those people you'll be attracted. And those people that are in the world will be attracted to you because that's how you are. That's how they are. And law of attraction just shows that that that's who you're going to attract in your life. I love that. And those are your people. Like the people who respond are your people. I tell that, you know, to people time and time again, in that, you know, the people who don't respond, they're not your tribe. Right. It's just not your tribe. And so I do think a little bit like what you're saying, it is a numbers game. And I, that's why when I put together, you know, some people put together business plans, I put together dating plans mm-hmm. and I like to round out a dating portfolio, like a financial portfolio. You have to diversify as much as possible in order to get the results. And you can't just try one thing, right? Like, do you, you know, would you suggest that like where you go to a lot of different things in networking and, and ways of connecting with people or just, well, you- it's, it, I, I tend to go to the things that I gravitate to and the things that I'm most comfortable with. So for me mm. to go to a face-to-face networking meeting wouldn't necessarily be like, Oh my God, I'm so excited about doing this. Would I do it? If I had to do it. Yeah. I would do it. 
But where I find, you know, the biggest success is things like um, online and I'm, and I'm talking business because I am in a serious relationship now. So I'm not getting myself in trouble by saying this is what I do, but this is what this is how I would do it. I mean, the idea of doing stuff enough online so that you com can communicate enough of a message and get enough of a vibe about who they are and who you are to them. Um, that would be enough to create that connection to take it out of being online for me. You know, mm -hmm. I can, I can, the, the power of numbers that you could probably hit a lot more people from a, at least the beginning stages of a relationship before you can get to that coffee shop or get to that, you know, the mm -hmm. drink in the early part of the evening or whatever it's going to be. Um, and, uh, and that's kind of how I would handle it, but shit, I haven't been in the dating scene for, uh, I've been through a couple of failed <laughs> attempts at relationships, <laughs> long-term relationships that haven't worked, but, uh, I finally hit a good stride, I believe. And, you know, JJ, as well as I do maybe not quite as well as I do, but I know JJ pretty well. And to know that, you know, we, we both uh, beat to the same drum when it comes to how we, how we like to handle relationships. Okay. Well, you open the door. So let's walk through it. Cause I was going to ask on. you, come yeah, on. Right. I was going to ask you how, first of all, did you apply any of these principles, the nice guy 30 to your own love life before you met JJ? Like did well, well, I apply every one of the nice guy 30 to every relationship that's in my life, because mm. for me, things like, let's just take one of them being on time every yeah. time, you know, for me, if I'm not on time, I'm not being true to my word and I'm showing a lack of respect for the person that I'm meeting. So just that one thing alone is going to put people in a different place of respect. Like I don't want somebody judging me because I'm 10 minutes late or when, when I mm -hmm. have a, when I have an appointment, and I can put this in the personal space too, if I were at, to ever go on a date and I knew that I was going to be 10 minutes late or 15 minutes late, wouldn't it just be easy just to pick up the phone or text them and say, hey, I'm running a few minutes behind. Instead of doing that like two minutes before you're supposed to be there, you know when you leave your house with a 15-minute drive and you're leaving mm. your house at two of the hour, you know you're already going to be late. Why didn't you send a text message to say, hey, just want to let you know totally so sorry about this running a few minutes behind, but I will be there. Just wait for me, please. Yes. Well, you know, it all boils down to communication. So yep. everything, yep. Every, and even yep. all your points, you know, and I always say like, there's two core things that happen in relationships. And it, 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 if it works, this is when you see relationships thrive. And when it doesn't, that's where the breakdown is. It's confidence and communication. Yep. And if you think about it, it's the crust of everything that we're talking about. Um, so were there any times that things actually failed, like when it didn't work and you tried to network and you tried to connect and Oh, absolutely. How about every time? Yeah. <laughs> are you always perfect, the, dog? <laughs> the chances are better than not that most of this stuff, I mean, if you apply the principles of the nice guy 30, those five steps in mm -hmm. everything that you do, business or personal, it's going to work more than it's not going to work. And, you know, you have to have a benchmark somewhere along the way. And the idea, and we chatted about this on, on my podcast when you were a guest there, is that the games thing for me, it's the, mm. hey, let me be 15 minutes late because that's just how I am. And if they can't you know, tolerate, that's just how I am. And they're probably not the one for me. I think that there's a certain amount of disrespect that's involved in that mentality. And I think that it, for you to say that is going to probably not garner you a lot of, a lot of close allies that trust when you say something that that's actually going to be reality. 
You know, you're building yeah. up a lack of trust when you're not on time or you overpromise and you underdeliver. I mean, that's a horrible thing to do. And um, it is one that will tarnish a relationship, if not, you know, wreck the relationship completely. There's enough other stuff that are variables going for or against you. You may as well not have the things that are within your control be against you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, what's kind of cool too, as I'm listening to you and looking at the list is that it's actually a good way of seeing who shows up and seeing who's right for you, seeing kind of toxic patterns, you know, or things yeah. that's not going to work for you. So for instance, you know, mean what you say, say what you mean, you know, that kind of thing. And who prom over promises and under delivers, yep. that is a sign sometimes of someone who's narcissistic, you know, if that's not and, a red flag going into the relationship. Then I don't know, I don't know what, what, what else, <laughs> what it, right. You know, you, you, you have somebody that promises you something and they deliver, you know, X percentage of time. So if somebody delivers on their promises half the time, that means half the time they don't deliver on their promises. And that's, that's a challenge. You know, even if somebody's saying, Hey, can I call you right back? You know, right back late takes mm -hmm. until tomorrow or mm -hmm. somebody that is not, uh, you know, being truthful about something that they're texting you about that that's totally not a position. That's probably a relationship that is a red flag early on that you want to read loud and clear because they're, they're not going to, they're at their best right now. Yeah. Cause they're trying, cause <laughs> they're so trying sad to, if you yeah, think I about know, it, <laughs> I know they're at their best right now. So they're trying to impress you. And if impressing you means, you know, misleading you or not being on time or, or not responding to a, a phone call, you know, mm -hmm. there's people that don't return my phone calls. I have no place in my, you know, in my life for people that don't respect me enough to return my phone calls. I get enough of that in my, in my business world. And uh, I don't need that in my personal world as well. It's so true. And then, you know, after looking at those things, then you kind of have to determine what you do with it. So for instance, if someone's not returning your call, are you the type of person who then keeps obsessing, trying to get that attention and will text that person to death just to see if they respond. You know, I always call it like the crumbs, like you'll just take the crumbs, like maybe he'll just do just enough to keep you in it, but then he doesn't follow through and it's not consistent. Yeah. So it's, it's not just looking at other people's behavior, but it's also how you interact with it. So Agreed. that's why I love these principles. Um, what would you say to somebody, though, who doesn't have the confidence to do like a ton of networking or even do some of these steps? Like how how can you overcome some of that? Well, the first thing I would say is get a professional like Kim. <laughs> the first area that I would that I would go is if you really don't have the confidence to be able to do that. Uh, then maybe you do need some support, whether it's a, a coach yeah. or somebody or a support group or even just a, you know, a meetup some, somewhere where you can get the experience doing it. Kind of like I tell my, um, my, uh, my newly launched podcast clients, uh, be ready to be really horrible until you get mm -hmm. really good. You know, think about it. I've oh, done a thousand that. episodes of my of my podcast, and I look, listen back to the first handful of episodes or even the first 200 episodes, and I'm like, oh my God, I sucked. You know, and there's still so much growth that I still have to go within the podcasting space, but you're going to be bad uh, before you get good. And uh, another tiny piece of advice is don't let perfect be the enemy of done, you know, get oh. it done. Just, just do it. Just try it. Just get to that networking meeting, really fail forward. Cause that will get you there. Yes. I'm so glad you said that too, because 
I think so many people I see they're in their head, right? And that's the analysis paralysis. Like, well, I'll yeah. launch my my online profile when dot dot dot, you know, and then they'll just kind of stay there because they're scared to just launch and get it out there. And I think you probably see that all the time with people wanting to launch their podcasts. And um, I also think too, just you know, finding your voice. If you're not used to somebody who talks in a networking situation or you know calls people and that kind of thing, this is the best way to learn these skills. Just imagine going to a networking meeting with that attitude of, I just hate being here. Number one, you're reflecting that in your, probably in your body language, but the yeah. way to approach that, I would think even successfully is to be able to find someone else that feels the same way as you within that networking meeting. And maybe your, uh. maybe your line is to walk around at your net, that networking meeting and just say, Oh my God, I hate, I hate these networking events. I know I have to do this in order to meet people, yes. but I'm not even sure what to say in this conversation. Could you help me? When you say stuff like that, well, look, you're probably going to align yourself with somebody that is either like-minded and they might say, geez, I have no idea. I feel the same way. You guys can have a good laugh about it. Or maybe you're going to find somebody that actually could help you and and then you still have something to talk about. So I don't know if that is in alignment with the oh principles my God. that you teach or what? Yes, Doug, that's brilliant. How did you know? Like, it's so funny that you said that. I just had a conversation with somebody the other day. I might have even mentioned this before my podcast, but I'm going to say it again because it so relates to what you just said. Um, uh, there was a woman and she just, every time she was going to this networking event, she was paralyzed because everybody knew everybody. And she's like, every time I walk into a place, it seems like all the women, they go in circles and I just, you know, feel awful. I said, well, okay. So how does it, first of all, how does it make you feel? And she's like, mm -hmm. well, I feel, you know, scared and I feel lonely and I feel like stupid that I don't know anybody. And it's almost like I'm in junior high all over again. I said, that's brilliant. I said, what if you said that? Right. What if it, yeah. That's what if you of, walked in and said right, that? Right, right. <laughs> and so she, she's like, but that's weird, Kim. I said, no. So what you're talking about, what I teach all the time is vulnerability and that yep. like, you don't have to know everything. Just say that you don't know it. It's, it is okay to be, it's okay not to be the smartest person in the room. That's probably a really good room for you to walk into actually. <laughs> totally. To exactly. Because then you're going to, you know, be in good company, obviously. And everyone's going to feel that. So you know what the woman did? it. She, she went back and she went up to the circle and she said, you know, I, my name is so-and-so. And I just, every time I come here, I feel like I'm in junior high again. And I feel really strange. I was like, can I just talk to you? And it worked like a charm. Well, the women, how many people in yeah. that audience felt the same exact way, but were afraid to share that, that, uh, that message with, with the audience too. And that's really mm -hmm. great. And if you can stand up and, and talk from the truth, um, yeah. I really do think that you'll, you'll be in a much better position than if you are, if you are failing to, if you're com falsely confident. Falsely confident. Well, sort of, and I'll say sort of because of this, sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. Agreed. Some, right? so, some yeah. yeah, just from a standpoint of a position of I'm confident, but I'm not like slumped over shoulders, weak kind of person, not confident. You can fake it till Correct. you make it. You can be confident, shoulders held back feeling good about yourself, dressing successfully, you know, all of the things that you, you know, that you I'm sure are chatting about, but you still can speak the truth and that is okay. Yes. 
That's a really good distinction because I think sometimes people feel fake and it's like, you know, it's one thing to show up and practice something. You know what I equate it to? It's like learning a language. You know, when you first learn Spanish, you have to think about como estas means, how are you? But after a while, you just rattle it off, como estas. I don't think that that's what it means, but you have to say it over and over and over again until it becomes you. And I think that's what we're both talking about. So, yeah. Well, honestly, I could go on and on. I know we both have a heart out soon. So do you um, have any parting words of wisdom beyond all the other little nuggets that you gave us? Well, I think just as I said earlier, my biggest my biggest piece of advice is don't let perfect be the enemy of done. You're not going to be perfect Mm. at the stuff that you're trying. Just get out there and do what you need to do in order to whether it's meet that person, make that next client, have that first date, whatever it is throw yourself out there. I mean, just put your, put yourself out on a, you know, get, get a good template. I'm sure you can, Kim, you probably have a ton of, of great info that you can provide to your clients. Just, pr- just put yourself out there on whatever dating site, whatever app, whatever it is that you need to, to and just get it done. You can always go back and revise it. You know, the, life is a dress rehearsal. There really isn't actually a real life that's going on. This all is a, oh, you have, I love you have ultimate, yeah. ultimate do-overs. You can do as many do-overs of you as you want to just get it done. Don't let perfect be the enemy of done. Yeah. And you can wear different costumes and do different plays if you want to, right? Like it's not just one play or one story. It's, you know, and, and we all have that. So, uh, Doug, it was so great having you on. How can people find you? And I know you have that like really great program for anybody who wants to go into the podcasting world. Yeah. If anybody wants to uh, reach out to me, you can just go to my website. It's turnkeypodcast.com. If you want to learn a little bit more about how to make money podcasting or you do it as a business, turnkeypodcast.com forward slash gift, five ways to make money podcasting, but uh, happy to share. Or if you just want to chat about the best ways in which to uh, not mislead people or to be on time for appointments, I have a really good system for not ever being late. (laughs) Ooh, I I might have to actually take that. Yeah, Kim, I showed up at a, well, I showed the last party in LA, my first LA party that I went to along with my girlfriend, JJ. I'm like, Hey, I thought Kim was going to be, yeah, she's coming. She had other stuff that she was doing. Like an hour later shows up Kim fashionably late way to go, (laughs) Kim. Here's the thing. Okay. Just in defense to me, I had just landed from Seattle doing my flirt Academy. So I did have an actual legit reason why I was late. I did. I do tend to be fashionably late. I, I, I'll admit that. So it's something well, there I'm are some, on. there are some people in this world that have a very formal relationship with time. And there's other people that have an informal relationship with time. I just happen to have, and I'm not like tight assed about it, but I, right. it, at the same time, it's like, I know that I'm always going to be, well, I try to, I, I 99.9% of the time I'm on time. I'm, I'd rather be there an hour early than five minutes late. So I show up ready to get ready to go. Yeah. We were at that party about an hour, but a half hour before uh, start time. And I'm like, we cannot walk into Allison's house this early. And she's like <laughs> texting Allison. She's like, Allison's like, yeah, sure. Come on in. Allison wasn't dressed yet. The food hadn't been put out yet. I'm like, people don't want you at their house this early. So right. I would have been happy to sit in the car for another half hour and just do email and stuff. Right. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Everybody does have like different elements of time, you know, and, it, and, but the the bottom line it, it is about respect you know cuz there is a, a place in in time where if you're late it sends a message about who you are 
you know, especially if it's like done over and over and over again. So anyway, again, we digress, but we could go on and on forever. Thanks for having me on your show, Kim. Thank you so much for being here. We'll have to have another fun conversation, maybe another time. So thanks for joining me today. Of course, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, Kimmy seltzer.com k-i-m-m-y seltzer.com and if you are finding yourself not making real connections in the world having boring interview like dates or attracting superficial or even lopsided relationships make sure you sign up for my free breakthrough calls so that i can help you make more meaningful connections and map out a dating or networking plan whatever that is also if you are lacking self-confidence in how sexy you are or or you get shy around men because you are afraid to show off that body of yours, I have a 14-day fit and flirty challenge coming up starting April 27th. I am doing it with my friend Adam Shibley, and he's a fitness expert. It is going to be amazing. Make sure you sign up for that, and you can use your quarantine time to ramp up your health, hotness, and self-confidence. You can find both links to the schedule the call with me and for the challenge in the show notes, and stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.